Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I'm going to watch a lot of YouTube videos and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. <laughs> what should I have done uh, this week, Marn? Probably watch Everyman Hybrid instead. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but I miss Everyman Hybrid. <laughs> oh, I miss it so much. I was watching the video in this in this set that's like... I feel like, well, I guess we'll get into it, but I feel like this is the part where, like, they realized that people knew that it was just, like, a fake series, and they, like, threw the conceit that it was, like, being shot by teenagers out the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They 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 were just like, ah, yes, now this is entirely a CW drama. There was one, there was one episode where it was, uh, Brie never showed up in the video, and then they kept re- yeah! referring to Brie, and I was like... Why do they keep talking to Bree? And I was like, oh, Bree's supposed to be holding the camera, huh? I just forgot that, like, they have the conceit that someone's holding a camera, because that doesn't feel like it ever really comes into play. I just felt like Bree was off camera, because we're showing, like, tracking shots of a beach. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, so this week, uh, we're going to be talking some more about Lonely Girl 15. Yeah, we're we're talking shit about Lonely Girl 15. <laughs> uh, and I think we actually had questions this week. We didn't have oh, any good. last week. Uh, Snowglass on Twitter asked, what is your favorite mashup from the Mouth Trilogy? Uh, okay, uh, long form, I think Mouth Silence is the best of the three. Um... I think that my favorite individual track is Revolution Number no. 5 from Mouth Moods. Um, mm. And I think that my all-time favorite one of them is uh, a cut content from one of them called Zingle Ladies, uh, which is like the single ladies intro <laughs> as a round. Oh, wow. Um my favorites are predictably wow wow um uh-huh. and one of the cut ones that is a mashup of um who can it be now and who are you by the who oh who is so good oh it's so good it's just a bunch of who tracks it's so good uh <laughs> go listen to it if you haven't i think neil Cesaria put all of the like cut mouth content up on uh youtube uh-huh um <laughs> i appreciate marn that when we get asked a question like this we're like great so uh in the deep cuts you'll find <laughs> the secret hidden I... bonus tracks i do also really like bustin uh bustin's a classic you can't go wrong with bustin <clears throat> i ain't afraid to no sleep I ain't afraid of no bed. <laughs> One of my friends has a theory about the fourth Mouth album that hasn't been released yet, which, by the way, is finished. I hate was that finished... you told me this. I know. It was finished enough that Neil Cesariga did a secret listening party for it at XOXO last year, and he has not released it on the internet yet. I hate that you've told me this information, because I used to lie awake in bed at night for no reason, but now it's justified. <laughs> I just lay in bed wishing. Um, <sighs> One of my friends has a theory that because the last two Mouth albums had tracks called Piss and Shit, the fourth one is going to have is going to end with a track called Come. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, stop listening to my podcast. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I need the album to come out because I need to know if it's right. What do you think it is? Come together. Come on, Eileen. Uh, Oh, fuck. (laughs) I'm trying to think. uh, Come on, feel the noise. It'll be Closer by uh, Nine Inch Nails. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, they already kind of... We're not getting too deep into this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What are the other questions, Marn? Um, Oh, I also did want to say that uh, the the Mouth albums have, like, weird hidden Easter eggs for people Mm -hmm. who didn't know. I feel like we talked about them before. Like, some of them have, like, Morse code in them. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of secrets in those that I don't want to share on the air. Those are for you to find yourself, listener. Or there's yeah. a YouTube video that outlines them all that I listen to. Um, or you could do that. Uh, we were also asked by Quinn, I'm not going to tell you my last name, Black, best cult in your opinion. Best cult. Um, We've covered a lot of cults on this podcast. Do they want fictional or real? I don't know. I'm inclined to go fictional because I don't want to endorse a real cult on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, real uh, young life. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> as a kid that grew up in uh, northern Kentucky, um, let me tell you. No. Um, best fictional cult. Um, God, I just, I, I don't like cults as a whole, so I tend to stay away from them. Um this is kind of a cop out answer, but I uh, I like the idea of the Kraken Society uh, from Dungeons and Dragons and the Forgotten Realms. Um, anything that worships Krakens are okay in my book, so that works for me. And they just like they're like oh secretly they're just like a shipping business that tends the seas and tra- trades. And I'm like oh okay, so it's just like global capitalism that secretly worships a sea creature like. I'm in. I'll oh, go in for fun. that that cult. Um, now I've googled fictional cults, and I'm being told that the Sith are a cult by Wikipedia. So, the Jedi are officially a religion. I think, <clears throat> like enough people in Australia, I want to say, wrote in Jedi as a religion one year on the census that it's like officially recognized at this point well that's fun but yeah it was one of the first things that ever went viral was the idea of putting viral on the thing hmm. so i guess the opposite um, of that is just the sith the sith <laughs> cult now what is the difference between a cult and a secret society huh i feel like it's really for theologians to decide because I was going to say that my favorite cult is the, the Court of Owls from Batman, but Wikipedia is telling me that they are a secret society <laughs> and organized crime group. Huh. So, would would the difference be that a cult is A, organized around a charismatic leader, and B, is actively recruiting new members, whereas a secret society is like probably not actively recruiting people but if someone meets your criteria you reach out oh interesting i'm i'm spitballing entirely here but <laughs> that if if i had to like come up with a definition on the spot which i do because it's my podcast um that's the answer i would give hmm. 
Did you ever watch the TV show Cult? No, is that a show? Yeah, it's like it was like a CW show that only ran for like eight episodes, and I would have to rewatch it. But I remember it being like absolutely bonkers because huh. it was about like <laughs> it was about like a TV show called Cult that like this guy was investigating that had like a real cult murdering people based on the TV Wild. show. Huh? <clears throat> How do we get one of those? I don't know. Just like as a podcast. You... How do we get... Hey, uh, let us know on Twitter if you want to join our cult. Then you'll be my favorite cult. <laughs> uh, let us know if you'd kill for us. Uh, what's the next no. question, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> that was all our question. Oh, okay. Well, on that note... Uh... <laughs> oh, we. I mean, we got one more question, which was just questioning why Daniel wants to hook up with Bree when he should be hooking up with Jonas instead. That's my question. Um <laughs> I had a I I was watching today and uh, mm. I kind of thought to myself you know I don't necessarily like Brie that much in this show um, except that I really like her in the scenes that she's together with with um, with Jonas um, I really like the like they've had a couple of scenes that are just the two of them talking and it's very cute and they have good chemistry and I like them a lot and then I was thinking I also don't like Daniel. Except I do like the scenes that he's in together with Jonas. Like sometimes they're sometimes they're bad, but normally it's just like the two when the two of them are interacting, it's actually kind of interesting and fun. And then I realized I probably just like Jonas and think that yeah. he has chemistry with people, and no, the other the other two people in the cast don't have chemistry with each other or the or like the camera, but Jonas does. <laughs> I just want Jonas to go live his best life. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, <clears throat> speaking of cults, though, uh, oh? I do want to. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I do want to give an update on uh, Ben Drowned because it updated since our last episode about it. <clears throat> oh, I thought you were gonna say that like Jonah had started a cult since Lonely oh. Girl ended or something like that. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were still on that topic. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine? <clears throat> um also, I apologize to everyone. Uh I'm going to be clearing my throat a lot in this recording because I sat downwind of a tree for about an hour on Saturday. It's a rookie mistake, Marn. <laughs> this is why I don't go outside. Like before the uh-huh. pandemic, I was like, uh, it's iffy. Now I'm like thriving." <laughs> allergy season is real bad out there yeah so so what's going on with ben drowned marn so um oh first of all i wanted to give a shout out uh to the guy who runs the wiki uh for linking our episode about it on the wiki page which is very cool oh hell yeah thank you thank you so much um i I have found out uh, from from lurking in the Discord that the the guy who runs the wiki is legitimately just one guy wow. updating and maintaining the entire wiki. Wow, power to you! And apparently, he's a huge fan of ours. So, uh, shout Even out to Circle to Hunter. Hell yeah, that's the best thing someone can be. <laughs> I know a fan of mine. About so, I think like three days after. We recorded our episode about Ben Drowned, because um, also, 
Also, uh, Alex Hall, like, put out a call and he was like, hey, if people are archiving, like, what's going on with the the bed drawn stuff, like, aside from the wiki, I would like to collect it. So I DM'd him and I was like, hey, I know you listened to our first episode, like, we did another one. And he was like, wow, it's a shame that you guys didn't wait, like, three days to record it because of the video <laughs> that came out. And I was like, yeah, man, I know. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, we so can yeah, literally. Oh, go ahead. We can. No, I was gonna say we can do a. I think that once it all wraps up, we should do a final check-in. Oh yeah, I agree. Okay, that's um, all. That's that's all my idea. <laughs> that's all I have. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. <laughs> um. So yeah, so like three days after Blake and I recorded that recap episode, um, a new video came out. Um. Which was apparent, which is canonically the last video that Jaducible the character recorded before he died. So we now know that Jaducible is confirmed dead. R.I.P. to a real one. Okay. What's, um, what's his last video? And his video um, picks up with him playing the game. Um. And he, the game just, like, gets more and more broken while he's playing it. Uh, And, like, warnings appear in the game that's, like, stop exploring before it's too late. And he just, like, ignores them. Okay. (laughs) And, and, like, save files appear that say stop, and he erases them. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. As you do. As you do. Um. And then it ends with Link in, like, a black void, and then a message comes up that says, I found you, and this giant face pops up and, uh, like, sw- and, like zooms toward the screen and swallows Link. Okay. Uh, which is the face of the entity called the Father in Vendrad. Here, I'm gonna link it. Oh, I'm so- I don't wanna <clears throat> see- I don't wanna see this. Oh, what? Oh, okay. I don't like that. Yeah, uh, and that has also been the image on the, like, locked website for the ARG for a while, and it's also on the wiki. <laughs> Marn, I, uh, you put this in our Discord, and I clicked on it, and I went, ah, and then I looked away, and I looked over to the left, which is where my Switch is sitting, and it perfectly reflected it right into my face from right <laughs> next to me. So no. thank you for the double, uh, the double jump scare on that one. <laughs> uh, and the and the father is also confirmed to be Kelbris, that whack looking guy. Okay, yeah, that whack looking guy. Hated that guy. <clears throat> yeah, me too. He looks real bad. Yeah, he continues to look real bad. Okay. <clears throat> so after that happened, uh, a poll appeared on the Methods of Revolution website. Uh, that said, awaken the second player. Uh, and there were two choices, yes and no. The second player? Yeah. You can't play two players on uh, Legend of Zelda. I I told my little brother that enough that he should know by now. <laughs> he better not be making a liar out of me now. And so people were speculating, like, oh, we fucked something up and we're going to be taken all the way back to the beginning. But they still voted yes because they were like, well, we don't want to end the ARG. <laughs> right. <laughs> um 
And there were also a bunch of, like, coded pages that people found on the website. Um, There was a password-protected page that people couldn't crack into, and then they ran out of time uh, before the website locked again to crack into it. And I think they figured out what the password was, like, as soon as the website locked, unfortunately. Of course they did. That's how it always goes. Um, So they still haven't gotten access to that. Okay. Um, and then uh, there was a new uh, like TXT file video that has like one of the new main characters, Jadis, uh, and talks more about this like weird parallel post-apocalyptic universe that's happening where like they're heading towards another Great Depression, and there's, like, a civil war or something going on. And that was, if I remember your video, the the, <laughs> the episode that you and Blake did, because of a civil unrest that came with people's names being attached to themselves online, so they decided that they're breaking that system. Is that right? Yeah, it was like, so this takes place... Slight, so the one that went up uh, a couple weeks ago takes place slightly before that, where okay. it's like the world hasn't fallen apart quite yet. Okay. Um, but it's this guy meeting with his. It's it's a Jadis meeting with his like military friend who is like, yeah, there's this like disease that's infecting a bunch of people, and the government is like, uh, coming up with some like nuclear option because there are going to be riots about it. Okay. Um, and then it, uh, the video, the text in the video actually got continued on the website. Um, and a lot of it didn't matter. It was just like world building stuff. Um, but the end was, uh, these specific memories fluttered back to me for some reason in a dreamlike fashion. I could recall them all vividly. Rather, it was the last poignant thing as I woke up on a cold tile floor on the 23rd of April. Okay. Uh, and, the, the, and the 23rd of April is a significant date in Ben Drowned because it is the day that Ben, the character, died. <clears throat> oh. So people were like, oh, we're gonna get a video or some or some kind of update and they did <clears throat> that was like four days ago three uh five days ago i can't do math uh yes okay uh they got a video called methods of revolution part one methods of revolution um, sounds familiar is that from something earlier so methods of revolution is what alex hall has been saying like the the end of ben drowned is going to be called whatever form it takes okay um um and it's also the the website that is that is running alongside the arg is methods of revolution.com okay um and simultaneously, all of the thumbnails for the original Jaducible videos changed. Okay. So, like, someone manually went into Alex Hall's YouTube page and changed every single uh, <laughs> thumbnail. Wild. <clears throat> um, I don't remember what they used to be, but... um. I think a bunch of them show, like, the elegy in them now. Gotcha. That's not spooky at all. <clears throat> yeah, it's not spooky. Um, and so Methods of Revolution 
is <laughs> came with like a little recap post by Alex Hall, which he's been doing in like the the YouTube descriptions. Um, and he on Twitter was like, yeah, this is like the second phase of this act of the ARG and it's going to get a little Metal Gear Solid 2-y in this phase, but like stick with it and I promise that it will make sense eventually. And people were like, okay, what does (laughs) that mean? Nothing makes me more interested (laughs) than hearing it's going to get a little Metal Gear Solid 2-y. Which, for the record, is my favorite Banjo-Kazooie sequel. (laughs) So, Methods of Revolution Part 1 is a live-action video. Okay. Which has never been uploaded in the Ben Drowned ARG before. It's always been video game videos. Uh, Okay. It is a live-action video of a guy who we think is Jadis because he... In his narration, he said, like, I woke up on a tile floor on the 23rd of April. Right. Uh, He wakes up in a hotel room. uh, And there's a bunch of notes that are like, don't let him see you. Don't let him hear you. Uh, And he looks out the people at one point and there's a guy in a gas mask, like, patrolling the hall outside the hotel room. Huh. Um. And there is a character from earlier in the ARG with a gas mask who was the admin on, like, the Moon Children forums. Right. That sounds familiar. Um, whose name is Drowned. And so Jadis is in this hotel room with all these, like, notes and stuff. Uh, and the end of the video is this guy talking to him over, like, a radio system and is like, hey, like... <clears throat> I'm able. Sorry that your room is a mess. Uh you you're completely cut off from the outside world. You're not allowed to leave. I wouldn't leave. Uh if you try to leave, you will be terminated immediately. Uh and then it and then he drops that He's like, you're a blank slate of a person because your consciousness is compromised of several hundred people. (laughs) What? Yeah. So he says, your consciousness is comprised of several hundred of those that participated in the original St. Louis incident. Uh, And the video before it mentioned that there was going to be, like, a a general strike in St. Louis that they think was going to turn into a riot or something. But people are choosing to believe that this means that Jadis, player two, is an amalgam of all of the players of the ARG, functionally. Just in one body. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And so it seems like this phase of the ARG is a is going to be playing like a first person room escape game through YouTube videos. Wild. It's buggers. This is incredible. Yeah. Is that is that the last thing that we've seen? We haven't seen one of these videos start yet. No. I'm... But uh there's a there's a spectrogram message in that video that says I've given you all I can to break free. Look closely. It's not just how to break free, but when. Don't be too hasty. 
Okay. Huh. Ha it's ha wild. I'm trying to think of the right wording for the question I have. I have is how I'm very curious how they did this and how this is all been put too. together and especially <clears throat> today I don't know how easy it is to get a hotel room <laughs> especially yeah, I, if you have to like you... go back and film something new there this is wild it is wild I mean it does it it doesn't necessarily have to be filmed in a hotel room. It looks more like they formed it they filmed it in like a dorm room almost. Okay. I'm looking at the video now. Yeah, so like a Okay, yeah, that you're right. This is kind of more of a That's a creepy mask thing. Not a mask, a a head thing. Huh. This is wild. Okay. Fascinating. And this is the latest thing that we've seen? Yeah, there's so if the if the schedule continues, there should be another video I think tomorrow or Thursday. Okay. Well, y'all keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I legitimately don't know where it's going at this point, and I don't think anyone does. Huh. Yeah, keep me in the loop. I'm very curious to see where this goes. Because people were like, oh, the second player, like, maybe it'll be, like, another character from one of the 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 original loops of the ARG. And then, like, this came out, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> This is very cool. It is very cool. Um, the other update I have is about the Adult Swim ARG. Yeah, hit me. So this one fired off in earnest? Yeah, so uh, when Blake and I were talking about it, uh, people were looking for a phone number. Uh, and they found the phone number. Um, and it has kind of been established since then that this phase of the game is kind of like a weird internet game show being put together by Delilah. <laughs> um, okay. Where, and it's it's a game show called Top Girl, where every week or couple weeks or so, uh, we have to find a phone number and we meet one of the contestants, like one of the girls. Uh, and eventually, I think we're going to have to decide which one wins and like who gets eliminated. Huh. Uh, so, so far, and, and they're doing a really cool thing, which is that they set up, like, a GitHub for Delilah, and there are twines that have little, like, backstory snippets for each of the girls as we're meeting them. Um, <clears throat> so, so far, the only one we've met is a hit woman whose name, is, whose codename is Crazy, uh, who <laughs> is too scared to kill people on her own so she kills them in hit and run accidents G okay <laughs> so but 
we didn't have the GitHub when people were calling the number. So they were calling the number and being like, why did Delilah give us the number of like a hit woman? Is this a threat? (laughs) (laughs) This is wild. It's pretty cool. Um, And Amelia is back on Twitter and has been tweeting a little bit. Yeah, I saw her tweeting the other night. Um, She's got a lock. Was her account always locked? Yes. Okay. At least I think during this part of the ARG it's been locked. Gotcha. I I keep seeing her tweet and I'm like, who who is this locked account that I follow named Amelia something? And I go, Oh right, this is Adult Swim. And then I think <laughs> I should check up on that, and then I never do. Yeah. Um But yeah, she's been tweeting and just kind of like poking people in the right direction. <laughs> But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. There's another phone number that I think just got figured out, um, like last night. Um, but okay. we're not. But nobody's supposed to call it until May. Like people are getting very specific dates to call the phone numbers. Interesting. That's <clears throat> a smart idea. Yeah. Especially if you know and... that stuff's gonna take a while to set up. <laughs> And uh, and the GMs like directly said through Amelia's Twitter like please don't call random people because with the last <laughs> phone number people were just like randomly guessing and calling a bunch of random numbers. Oh God! Oh, I I never understand why people think that's the best idea. Yeah, I don't know. People, like, but as I as I said uh, when I recorded with Blake, I like that um the the Adult Swim people like maintain a really open line of communication with the players and they're Uh really good about like setting boundaries and also recognizing when like a puzzle is too vague or hard and just like reaching out to people being like hey (laughs) yeah i do think one of my uh (laughs) as uh someone that's running an arg um that needs to make a puzzle for an arg um but as someone that's running one one of my favorite parts as much as i complain about it uh privately in uh our own conversations i love giving hints to players and like thinking of like what's a clever way i can make a hint for some players to get this next bit um that's actually been surprisingly fun to me yeah i like like being like open and talking even if it is a little even if i do want to pull my hair out sometimes yeah, I I'm excited for when we finally get to do a postmortem on the on the Pepsi Air and talk about <laughs> some of those things. I'm excited. <laughs> Same. I'm excited to talk about that one night when I was up at like three o'clock in the morning, going insane, posting all of those <laughs> octagon videos. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, do we want to get into Lonely Girl 15? Yeah, hell yeah, let's talk about Lonely Girl 15. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually, a lot of gay. 
Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Should we talk about each kind of plot segment that goes through in videos and then we can intersperse with arg stuff or do we want to just like recap and talk about our thoughts and then back up and talk about arg stuff again like we did last time what do you want to do um i feel like we should intersperse because there's not too many puzzles this time i know last time we kind of sped through plot stuff to get to the arg because there was a lot of it Mm -hmm. but uh i feel like this time there's not too many puzzles and also they're very intertwined with the narrative at this yeah. point that was something that i kind of noticed watching the videos is that it felt like there was a lot more directly happening from and inside of videos yeah and like it's weird to to go from them kind of like looking into the the screen and being like what do you think we should do vote on the forums to like <laughs> actually giving puzzles yeah that was yeah i'm glad they haven't i don't think they've done too much of that well they did that with um it was very weird there was one video where daniel's like i'm gonna call out and shout out some good help i've had from the forums and that was very jarring just like starting to say usernames out loud um we're probably getting ahead of ourselves from there uh because we need to start off with the most interesting part of these videos um section 11 on the lonely girl 15 uh follow-up that we're the 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 timeline i guess that we're using uh brie and daniel's relationship ad nauseum um a lot of videos about a um a a a, what's the word Uh, a love triangle between brie and daniel and jonah yeah i think i did say last time or the week before that we were gonna get into some weird love triangle-y stuff yeah, i had forgotten about that and then this started and i was like oh right this this section started off <clears> with <throat> daniel saying brie and i hooked up it's the title of the first video and then her first video is no we definitely didn't yeah i don't think daniel knows what hooking up means uh it's it's fun it's super fun uh love watching daniel uh willfully misinterpret what a relationship is uh it's fun what can i say (laughs) i did there's one episode here called hungover where uh daniel gets very um upset with the fact that um he lied to the internet and told them that he and brie were dating and then she said no we're not and we didn't hook up uh so he gets upset at her because she's wronged him um so he decides to go out to a bowling alley slash bar and uh get absolutely wasted um and this episode has a special guest star Marn, do you know the person that uh that shows up in truth or dare not hung over yeah yeah it's Catherine mcphee <laughs> the american idol singer <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, who's this new friend that we're meeting? I'm excited to see her show up in new videos. And they were like, this uh-huh. is just a character named New Friend, played by the um, the American Idol actress uh, in which, or the, the American Idol actress, uh, we're going to do a montage and it's going to be set to her song. And I was like, boy, if people didn't know this was fake yet, 
here we are. Yeah, we've we've officially entered uh the like product placement era of Lonely Girl Fifteen. Uh, are you are you sure, Mark? I just thought that I just randomly got uh, hungry for some icebreakers, uh, <laughs> chewing gum. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. I will say it definitely gets worse. <laughs> Oh, wow. You weren't kidding. Her character name really is just New Friend. New Friend, huh? yep. <laughs> New Friend, popularly known as Random Girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Yep. This video has over a million views, apparently. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Uh, Brie and a Random Girl is what a picture it lists itself as. So, um... But yeah, we get into fun relationship drama with the crew. Um, the only real relationship drama here is that Daniel sucks and Jonas is dope. Uh, the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I, I said this in, uh, so the next thing that happens basically is that Daniel gets kidnapped. Oh, no, no, no. We're, hold on. Sorry, I'm skipping over a very important video. Uh, oh, a video God. called Naming Bree's Dad, in which uh, Nikki Bauer decides that it's time to uh, figure out what we should start referring to Bree's dad as. And they decide that his name is Drew Avery. Because that's, <laughs> so that's how you name dads, I guess. <laughs> that's how you name completely real people. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Drew Avery, thank you. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, love you five ever. Um, and then Daniel gets kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So Daniel gets kidnapped and then they find him. Like, I, there's not. <laughs> Go ahead. So this was one of the uh, the plot points that I actually remembered is that Dano gets kidnapped. I forgot how quickly it resolves. Yep, over the span of seven videos, just Daniel's missing. We look for him. Uh, they, uh, Bree and uh, Jonas go to a hotel and do the classic fan fiction. Uh oh, we booked a hotel room and it's the last one they have, but there's only one bed. What are we going to do? <laughs> so I said this in the Argonauts in our our watch along chat earlier, but I really wonder if they didn't like decide that Daniel was going to get kidnapped because they realized that uh, people liked Jonas more. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm really curious about how people responded at the time because watching these now, um, Jonas is the only interesting character. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about also like how much fan reception to the characters like influenced the way that the series was written. But I was watching a later video and I kind of thought to myself, <clears throat> "Oh, you know, like I'm not like super interested in Bree as a character, but I really like her in this scene." And I thought that two or three times and I realized that all of those scenes were just scenes that she had with Jonas. 
and I thought, oh, am I like a Breenus shipper? Like, is that just who I am? <laughs> and he's the only actor that's able to like have chemistry with the other people on screen with him and or the camera slash audience. Because I think the other two actors really lack that ability. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think just the guy who plays Jonas is a convincing actor. Yeah. I would watch Lonely Boy 19 or whatever. Like, whatever you want to call it. I'd watch the Jonas show. I have some good news, which is that Jonas basically becomes the protagonist later on. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> I think because they realized that he was the most interesting character. <laughs> I don't even. I think um, like I think the character's kind of interesting. I just think he's the only one that can act his way out of a paper bag. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say we're forty five minutes in. I'm getting to my hot takes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, the video where you find out that Daniel is kidnapped, the op aphid video that's called "Lose Something," has a puzzle in it. Okay. Kind of. Um, it, uh, it has a list of bowling alleys, uh, that flashes on the screen. Um, right, and a list of cities, right? Yes. Um, and by mapping out all of those bowling alleys, uh, people were able to triangulate, uh, a location for a dead drop. Okay. Uh, which was at a bowling alley called Yokaido Bowl. Okay, Yokaido Bowl. Yokaido Bowl. Yokaido Bowl. Okay. Um, and people, I think, got a email from Op Aphid <laughs> to confirm that it was the correct location. Um, and someone went to pick up the drop, and the drop item was daniel's fake id okay i know they referenced that a couple times yeah uh which had not a lot of bearing on the plot but it was just like a a cool dead drop that happened it's a neat neat little easter egg thing to get i know you messaged me and said how can daniel be drinking when he's like 15 And the answer is because he looks like he's 40. Correct. And uh, so this was the first dead drop that had happened in like three months, I think. Okay. And um, people were hoping that it would end like this drought of dead drops that they were experiencing. Uh, Spoilers, this was the last dead drop of the (laughs) Abbeyfin ARG. (laughs) um and so then brie goes looking for daniel yeah so they they figure out where daniel is and then they decide that their best course of action is that uh, Bree's going to turn herself in and exchange herself for Daniel. Well, first, well, first what happens is that Op Aphid posts that like video with Daniel being held hostage, which is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's him being held hostage just saying like, 
You should come back, Bree. <laughs> What's up, Bree? It's me, Danny B. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I heard you've been looking for me. Check it out. I have new friends. We're having a great time here. I remember I had all these concerns about the religion you were into. You know, they're treating me great. They're good people. Yo, girl, when we gonna hit up that ceremony? That's all we gotta do. Ain't no big thing. Come on, just do the ceremony. That's all you need to do. Think about the good times last summer. My favorite part is when he's like, that thing with your dad, it's just a big misunderstanding. (laughs) He actually wanted that to happen. (laughs) Bring the puppets along too, baby. No problem. P. Monkey and Owen, I got mad love for him. (laughs) I like distinctly remembered this video. It's so fucking funny. I'm having the best time here. We had pizza. I had ice cream. We even did spin art. How cool was that? Did you notice that the Lonely Girl 15 wiki has a page for spin art? I just now noticed this as I'm reading this uh, this transcript. <laughs> I love the notes on this video. Op Aphid has spoken of pizza and ice cream before and is apparently a common reward utilized on their part. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, apparently the dialogue in this video was largely improvised. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my favorite part was near the end. Yeah, I remember that girl, Cassie. She was in my class. She'd want you to do the ceremony, too. <laughs> uh, um, this... So the important <laughs> so the important thing about this video is that it does have a puzzle in it. <laughs> I mean, the important thing about this video is that it's fantastic. Yeah, it's the one good video. (laughs) But the other thing is that it does have a puzzle in it. Uh, There are very faint flashes of braille letters on the screen, or of braille symbols. Okay. Um... But they're very, very hard to see unless you manually, like, increase the contrast of the video. Gotcha. Uh, And there's a version on YouTube, I think, where someone did that. Okay. And it's easier to see. Yeah, it's linked on the wiki. But it's still really hard to see. <laughs> um, But... Yeah, there there are words in Braille uh, that translate to hard and life, Heinz, square, mile, R.I.P. Stefan, and Asmodai. Uh, And each of those references something that has a number in it. Okay. Um, So, like, Heinz is the ketchup, which is 57. Sure. Uh, Square is a reference to four square. Uh, R.A.P. Stephen is a reference to St. Stephen who died in the year 34 AD. (laughs) Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, And so if you put all of those numbers together, uh, you get a phone number, which gives you a voicemail by Daniel. Okay. 
And I'm really sad that the MP3 uh, doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a transcript of what it was, and it's very funny. Uh, Mm. What do we got here? Hey, this is Daniel. Leave a message if you want to, but I only call back girls who do ceremonies. Bree, do the ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Is that that all there is to it? Just like a little bit of world building, a little bit of taunting Bree even further? Yeah. Nice. just extremely funny that they had to go to all that work just to get, get like a three sentence voicemail hey this is daniel i only look at pictures on butts.jpg <laughs> oh that's funny um and so so yeah so then they there's that that really weirdly shot video where they do the hostage exchange for Daniel, and that was the one where I was like, "Oh, they're just like giving up all pretense." Yeah, that was the yeah. Of it being shot by like the actual characters, because that one is like a bunch of shots of like security cameras and stuff, and I was like, "How did they fucking get this?" So I want to check. That one's the human ransom, right? Yeah, that one's apparently yeah. posted by Daniel's channel. I could see it being something different if it was posted on um, the the former person that was in the the, the cult, um, like their channel, because they do weird stuff like that. But no, it this is, is apparent. It's Daniel's it is like, channel, so it's implied that it is definitely implied that like Tachyon helped him edit it. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's just, it's very weird that, like, he has all that footage and all. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like, he, he says in the in the comments that, like, he had help editing it. I guess so. Like, I, <laughs> that checks out. You'd need to if you wanted to have all that footage. <laughs> and, like, Tachyon shows up in this video with a big subtitle that says Tachyon on it. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's, it's a very weird video, because, like, I think, so, so, Brie trades herself for Daniel, and then they get in an elevator, and they're gonna go up, and then we get a freeze frame, because Tachyon throws a flash, uh, like, a, a flashbang grenade into the elevator, and then a little subtitle pops up on the video, and is like, not bad for someone whose last bowling score was a 114, I was like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> so then there's an action scene and then they escape to the roof and get out as Bree's like, it's fine. They said that brother sent him. We should be okay. And I was like, what's going on anymore? Yeah. It's a very so, surreal video. Yeah, this is a weird one because it's like they tried to incorporate characters from the ARG into the actual show. Right. But like 
the characters of the ARG don't really have actors. They're just like... Yeah, they're like, that's our friends Tachyon and Brother. They're just off camera. Yeah! It's like that Nathan Fielder tweet. Like, Brother was played by one guy at a dead drop once, and, like, Tachyon just doesn't have an actress. Right. Well, there's another video later where um, Bree supposedly goes to hang out with Tachyon, but it's like, oh, Tachyon's away right now, so I can record a video. And it's like, oh, it's weird that you're incorporating these characters without showing them, or, like, really doing anything with them except having them be a deus ex machina. Like... Yeah, there's like a there's like a whole like mini arc where Brie is like training with Tachyon and she's and it, it's just like Brie making videos by herself. Yeah, like I yeah. Yep. Also, it's like an anime training arc. I don't know why she's out training with Tachyon. Like by the time you're done with this, we'll teach you the running away jutsu. Like I don't know what we're training with Tachyon for. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, according to the wiki, the the guy who ran the ARG, Glenn Rubenstein, wanted to set it up so that Tachyon could be a main character and could potentially replace Brie as the protagonist if, like, the actress who played Brie decided to leave for whatever reason. Um, and then one of the original creators uh, wanted tachyon to just be like a completely unseen character so they tried to mix the chocolate with the peanut butter and just got the world's worst reese's yeah okay yeah nothing nothing makes me like a protagonist like never showing them yeah i Um, i feel like uh not to get too far ahead of ourselves i feel like we get a couple of like uh, like backdoor spinoff attempts in these sets of episodes like you yes. know on a sitcom when they're like you can tell that like an episode is really just the first episode of a spinoff sitcom they're doing yeah. I feel like we got a couple of those in this set of episodes yeah um and I, I know that Tachyon is like a character in like the ARG that the that Glenn Rubenstein kind of spun Op Aphid off into, but I think that Tachyon also uh, is, unse- is unseen in that one, too. Okay, so that's just their thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that could be interesting. Yeah. I don't know that it is, but it could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then you get the, the video where... Bree talks about rescuing Daniel and she's like, yeah, we met Tachyon. She's like, this girl who also escaped the order. Uh, and she contacted me and apparently she's been posting videos for a really long time and you guys have been trying to tell me about it, but I just like didn't see your comments. She basically, like, explains the Apefit ARG for, like, people who weren't following it. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a, like, well, if you, here's what you missed the past six months if you weren't playing along at home. Um, And she talks about a disc uh, that Tachyon gave her, like, this encrypted disc um, that she didn't tell Brie what was on it. 
uh, and that she would contact Bree and tell her how to open it. Okay. Um, and then a couple of videos later, they figure out how to open it. But before that, there's just some drama. Before that, that we got to go back and do the uh, the love triangle, but more explicit this time. Yeah. Uh, so if you liked it before, you're in luck because uh, now we get to see. Um, basically, uh, we just get uh, Daniel and uh, Daniel and Jonah talking and being mad at each other because um, uh, Jonas takes Bree out one day and they all go and hang out together outside and walk around in the snow and explore their new i don't know their new snow resort home that they're living in for a while i missed the explanation of where this place was or why they were there but they're basically at like a mountainside retreat now um but jonas takes you know uh uh daniel sleeping one day so jonas takes them out and uh, they go and enjoy themselves and it's an enjoyable video because the two of them have chemistry together um and meanwhile daniel's mad and so daniel uh but then uh jonah gets mad that daniel's mad um because there's a whole love triangle stuff and the whole thing just sucks for like four episodes yeah that's all it's about um and and they also decide that they're gonna start like actively fighting the the hymn of one the cult yeah well they they say that but then they don't they really don't. They like Jonas like walks at a watcher and punches him, <laughs> and, and then, then that's that's it. Um, <sighs> the 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 uh, I'm reading the notes on the video where that happens, and <clears throat> according to Glenn Rubinstein on his radio show, he Miles Beckett, Greg Goodfried, and Mesh Flinders, who are some of the other creators, were all very excited about the Watcher in this video using violence and originally wanted him to use Nunchaku. <laughs> However, Why wasn't Amanda that Goodfried- in the video? <laughs> However, Amanda Goodfried shot the idea down due to safety concerns. Marn, do you remember Everyman Hybrid, where in, like, episode five, someone decides that they're going to fight Slenderman with a bat? <laughs> yeah. I do would love some of Everyman that. Hybrid? <sighs> I'd love some of that I energy think... in these videos. I think that Jonas needs to pull a knife out from a car. <laughs> <laughs> There's one episode where Bree literally says, I could never kill a deer. And I was like, that's the difference between you and my boys. <laughs> I they love did that, with their I hands. That, I love that watching Everyman Hybrid is retroactively making you... Or I love that watching Lonely Girl 15 is retroactively making you more fond of Everyman Hybrid. I literally said to Sam, like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this episode because I have to tell Martin that I retroactively like Everyman Hybrid now. <laughs> I didn't give those boys enough credit. You really didn't. It's okay. Soon it will be Halloween again and we can talk about Tribe 12. Oh, good. The Everyman Hybrid guys show up. <sighs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't miss it that much. Um, um, 
So yeah, so there's a bunch of videos where they're like, we're gonna take the fight to the order, and they're just like, they don't. No footage do found. Anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and then they there's a video called Jonas sucks. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? He's the only good character here. I know. Um, uh, it's a bunch of Daniel being like, blah, blah, blah. I don't like Jonas. Um, but you also find out that Tachyon left them a package. Uh, which has a haiku. Uh, that is, where it all started, the answer is before you. A subtle clue I drew. Uh, and a package of a bunch of Nancy Drew books. Um, and we know from earlier that uh, Tachyon is a fan of Nancy Drew. Right. couple characters are fans of Nancy Drew. Like, um... Yes. The, the reporter's big into Nancy Drew. And on one hand, I really... She's canon, and I want to know why, like, what purpose they want her to serve in the show. But on the other hand, I don't really want them to, like, bring her into the fold. So, I guess this is just where we are. Yeah. Um, and so, it... So, in the in the comments of the video, uh, Daniel posts a link to the file uh, that's on the encrypted disk. Uh... And the file is named Semiotics in Hex. Okay. But, so, uh, using the little haiku that Tachyon wrote and the Nancy Drew books, people worked out that the password was Stratemeyer576. There's a video where Daniel explains it. Because uh, mm-hmm. Stratemeyer was the original Nancy Drew author, and 576 are the syllables in uh, Tachyon's haiku. <clears throat> oh, then it's not a haiku. Well. <laughs> technically, technically, haiku don't have to be 575. That's just like. Really? The st- yeah, it's just like the standardized way of writing them, but they don't have to be, and a lot of them aren't. All my English teachers lied to me. <laughs> I I uh I was a cre so I went to a creative art school and I was a writing like major quote unquote mm-hmm. and we had to do like an entire unit on IQ. Gotcha. Interesting. I just didn't yeah. realize that that was not a thing. Yeah, it's like it's the standardized way of writing and or translating them. Um, but some of them are only like two lines and some are like five lines and a lot of them just like completely disregard syllables. Huh. Okay. Well, the more you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's also like a different kind of haiku that uses like a longer syllable format i know there's some that i've been taught that are like five seven five seven seven like there's a couplet that follows yeah but that's the only variation i knew but there's also one that's like five three five huh the more you know the more you know 
Um, so yeah, so that let people unlock the password locked RAR and they actually got to see what was inside the disc. <clears throat> uh which led to a folder named uh backwards in Latin <laughs> that translated to it is Greek, it cannot be read. Uh and there was a image called ligatures uh that had some weird eye symbols on it and also a couple like glyphs uh there was one hey. called amalgamation that also had some weird eye symbols on it <clears throat> um and then there was one called semanticos uh which was a text file that had a base 64 that translated to the theta is similar to an Egyptian symbol that represents the sun, and the mu is derived from the Egyptian hieroglyphic symbol for water. So the sun equals Ra, and the water equals Nanit, or maybe Poseidon? When combined, this watcher symbol establishes that the order rules and watches over all that exists in between. Theta is the eighth letter, mu is the twelfth. So that's one more twelve, but the eight equals question mark? Theta was also used as an abbreviation for Thanatos and considered a warning of death, which was like a um, analysis of the symbols. Um, and it was basically just like talking about the symbols that make up the watcher symbol, okay. uh, which is the eye with like the three drips. Right. And then there were a, a bunch of other, like, hybrid Greek letters that were never completely solved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, one you find out later is, like, the symbol of the shadows, um, who are different people in the order, who are bodyguards. Um, okay, and that's the then one guys. Yeah. Who should have nunchucks. And then one is like the eye with two drips that you find out is uh, the anti-order organization. Okay, so they were like, we hate these guys, so we're going to take their symbol and just kind of knock a leg off. And then now that's us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and so then after that puzzle, there was one more Tachyon puzzle. Uh, which Tachyon updated her uh, YouTube profile with a link to another Craigslist listing because Tachyon likes to communicate through Craigslist. Um, and the source code gave them a message. Um, do, do, do. Which was a. Just like a, a note from Tachyon to brother uh, <clears throat> saying that she was avoiding quote unquote mom and dad who were their bosses um, saying it was good to see you again two weeks ago. I'll be curious to see if the teen angst adventure gang can come up with anything else of those symbols once they crack <laughs> the code. <laughs> um and Teen Angst Adventure Gang became, like, the the common vernacular for talking about the protagonists of Lolly Girl 15. That's funny. 
after this. Um, it's gonna be the name of my next uh, RPG system. Yeah. It's the teen angst adventure and, gang. And then at the end, she says, "I think I may have been spotted, and I'm really not in the mood for a run-in with that bitch or her minions right now." <laughs> I assume they're talking about uh, is it Lucy? Yeah. We're gonna get to my favorite plot point regarding Lucy later. Uh huh. So that was the last tachyon puzzle. The the last one, like total. Yeah, like the last one total. Okay. Well, we did it, gang. We solved tachyon. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think about this ARG, Marn? Well, okay. There were a couple more things that happened before the ARG stopped being an official ARG. Uh, one of them is that you meet Jonas's. Well, okay. So we get. So <laughs> so we get this next bit of the show where, uh, if you solved this puzzle, that means you're as smart as Daniel, uh, who also solved this puzzle apparently. And he was like, hey, I did it. Here's what I found. Shout out to the people on the forums that helped me bust open this thing. We did it, y'all. And then Bree decides that she's going absolutely sicko mode because she found a symbol related to the order in Jonas's house that he apparently wasn't aware of. So she ties him up and ties him to a chair and leaves him there to interrogate him. It's wild. And it's then... the only time that Brie like really takes agency in the show, and it happens off screen, and she tells us about it later as she just like gives a villain monologue to the camera about how she was dumb, but never again. Yeah, and like Daniel's like, this is a terrible plan, and he like feels bad about it, and then goes and loosens Jonas's bonds and then he's like i'm sure that like he's not gonna escape and then he jonas escapes you sent me this surprised pikachu face earlier it's like daniel's reaction to him escaping after he loosens his bindings and it's like my dude um but jonas escapes and then breaks back into his own house to break into his attic and find shit related to his parents to tell them what was wrong. Yup. And then they're chill again. It's fucking wild. So, the most important part that happens... First is that after they investigate Jonas, and he comes back and is like, Actually, my parents weren't in the cult. They hunted cult members. And everyone's like, Okay, cool. You're back in the crew. And he's like, I'm mad at Bree now. Rightfully, because she tied me up to a chair and interrogated me. Yeah, it's like portrayed as a dick move, but also she kid she like kidnapped him into his own house, tied him to a chair, and like refused to believe that he wasn't a bad yeah. guy. Yep. <laughs> so So then they're chill again, and then he's like, Well, I'm still gonna like break into my family's old stuff. And he accidentally stabs himself on a screwdriver while trying to break into his aunt's office. So they take him to a veterinarian to fix up his hand because hospitals can't be trusted. 
which is hysterical which is it's like the funniest video in the entire section that we watch it's like daniel goes to the beach and like has some time on his own and then he comes home and jonas like has this enormous bleeding hole in his head Uh. i said in the argonauts chat it's cinematic parallels to that scene in the nice guys where ryan gosling's character tries to punch through a window (laughs) to open the door and cuts his hand open and has to go to the hospital (laughs) i the thing that gets me is that at one point they're like we can't go to the hospital if we go to the hospital then like they'll they'll have records of us so we can't do it and jonas is like y'all they don't know me and you can just drop me off. And I was like, that's a pretty compelling <laughs> argument for why you should be able to go to a hospital with your bleeding aunt. Yeah. Instead, they take Fighter to the vet. Um, I want to read you the tags on this video. Okay. LG15. Lonely Girl 15. Daniel. Daniel Beast. Jonas. Jonas TKO. Dog. Cut. <laughs> Head, ouch, flesh wound, vet. <laughs> I do like the note on this Wikipedia article that does want to point out, uh, veterinarians are not certified to give medical advice to humans. A vet would likely refer a human to the nearest hospital. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to say something about one of the op aphid videos that like only barely matters. Uh-huh. Uh, but there was one towards the beginning of this uh of this section called the ends justify the means uh which has braille in it that translate to that translates to r.i.p gemma <laughs> confirming that gemma died off screen that's very funny i didn't even think about that i just assumed she was dead by the last video we saw <laughs> yeah Anyway, if you watch one video, definitely watch uh, the flesh wound one where Jonas (laughs) punctures his head with a screwdriver. Uh So then we split up and Bree says that she goes to hang out with Tachyon, but really she just hangs out in the woods by herself for a couple videos. Meanwhile... Yeah... Daniel and Jonas go and meet up with Jonas's hot aunt, who Daniel is definitely very into from the moment he saw a picture of her. And it's weird. Yeah, it's it's a really odd story decision that they've made because, like, essentially, Bree is kind of, like, sitting in the woods doing nothing, mm-hmm. even though she's, like ostensibly quote-unquote training and what's she training for like survival skills yeah she says that tachyon is teaching her how to be a badass i I, I, she can't though because it's brie it's it's really odd and like it's like Jonas is doing all of the investigative work while like Bree is just in the woods and 
Daniel is hitting on his aunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if they had to do that because the actress who plays Brie, like, went somewhere to do, like, an actual acting gig. Maybe. Yeah, I could That's see something the... like that needing to happen, but... That's the only thing I yeah, could think of. Then we get the weird... I don't know, hot ant subplot. That is also very weird. So we meet Aunt Alex, who's Jonas's aunt, but who looks to be everyone else's age, because they all look older than they are. So they they look they look as old as the actors are, but older than the characters are supposed to be. But then Aunt Alex is supposed to be like not a lot older than Jonas, but enough older th- than Jonas that it's weird seeing them all together. Yeah. And weirder for one of them to be interested in dating her, but doubly weird for her to be counter-interested in dating what is ostensibly a 17-year-old. Yeah. It's a good plot line is what I'm really getting at. Um, so they go to a party... And everyone's just making out and having a good time and getting horny. And it's super weird. It is very weird, yeah. Um. It, they go to, like, a quote-unquote fashion industry party because yeah. Jonas's aunt, Alex, is, like, a fashion designer. Which, I guess in Lonely Girl Universe, a fashion industry party is just, like... Everyone getting together at some fashion industry person's apartment and just getting crunk. Except instead of, like, um, you know, actual party music in the background, it's just classical music. Oh, I also learned something from the notes on one of these videos. So, um, apparently up until these videos came out, there was, like, a fan theory that Jonas was gay. And it, and, uh, it, but in this, in one of these videos, like, he gets hit on by a guy and is like, no, I'm not into that. Huh. Which I was like, I wonder if they put that in because there was a fan theory that Jonas is gay. I, maybe. I don't know why you would do that. Well, it's filmed in 2007, so. Yeah, I can see why you might do that. You got to give your characters a case of the not gays, but <laughs> it was just interesting to me that there was apparently a fan theory that Jonas was gay. Yeah, that's surprising to me because I never, I don't know, I never got that read on the character because he's so into Brie. Like yeah, clearly, but he—he he is also you. I think you find out in this video he's nineteen, and Brie is supposed to be like sixteen. I think. She's seven. She's seventeen. Okay. According to the wiki. Okay, she was sixteen when the show started. But did she have a birthday in the series? Is that right? Do I remember that right? Uh, maybe, maybe she hasn't yet. Okay. I don't know. How old is Daniel supposed to be? Seventeen, I think. Seventeen. Okay. I just looked, and the character information says that Jonas is 32, but that probably means now. Yeah, because the age is them in real time, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Either way, super weird for Daniel to be interested. 
not as weird as for Daniel to be interested in the ant as it is for the ant to be interested in Daniel. Correct. Um, but here we are. And then they're at the party and, uh, then we get my favorite detail of Bree's video. Yeah, I video. thought this was the thing that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. so Bree puts up a video and goes, guys, you need to get out of there. I was watching the video that you posted of the party, and in one of the shots, there's a scene, there's a picture, a picture frame in the background. And in that picture frame is a picture of Alex with a nondescript white blonde woman in sunglasses. That's gotta be Lucy. <laughs> Get out apparently of there. People in the f- apparently people in the forum noticed it before that video went up. That's so funny. God, it, 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 it feels like a gag from a sitcom where it's like, oh, hey, they're in the picture. And it's like just the most nondescript... It's like a blurry photo of a woman in sunglasses and is like, sunglasses? Only one person wears sunglasses. <laughs> There's only one character in this whole web series that wears sunglasses. Except for that one time Daniel wore sunglasses. <laughs> uh, but she's right, though. And it turns out that uh, Alex is a mole for the order. That was very funny because you messaged me and you were like, so Alex is going to show up like twice and then never be mentioned again, so right? And I was like, oh. When I, when I said that, it was after this after this video, I was like, that's going to be the last we hear from her, isn't it? Because they just like go off their entirely different direction and do nothing else related to the character at all for a lot of uh, videos. And then she comes back a little bit after that, but but yeah, I like she gives a very good villain monologue too, uh, which was fun. Yeah, she does get like a whole kind of like mini villain arc in there, which is cool. Yeah, because um, I I feel like I feel like the the teen angst adventure gang doesn't get to interact with the villains very often. No, at least in this part of the show. Mm-mm. But when they do, the villains are kind of cool. The only one we see is yeah. the only one we really get to interact with is Alex, but she's cool. You do find out later, which is extremely funny, that um, the Order gave her a script for her villain Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit, we've run she's into this. like, yeah, they... We, we hit the specific scenario outlined on page 32. Time to rev up those acting <laughs> engines. She's like, yeah, they they outlined like a whole script for me to say if you guys discovered me. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, and you also find out that uh, she also says that Jonas's parents are still alive, which is not something that we knew. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she goes into her uh, her specific her monologue, which is this means that someone in the order sat down and wrote. Uh, this is a message for your little friend, Jonas. You're very perspective. You're very perceptive, not unlike your parents. Smart boy. Because you're smart, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I couldn't have killed your parents because they're still alive. Which I thought. Wait, hold on. Did we think that she killed his parents? Uh, because apparently, oh my God. she thinks that they think that she killed his parents. Oh God. Um. 
I think you should be less concerned about me and more concerned about what will almost certainly come after me. There are elements within the order that will stop at nothing to reclaim your cute little friend. As for your parents, they're happy. Who's to say they even remember you? They've been busy, and so much time has passed. And then the episode just ends, and it's like, so did they leave? Did they run away? Did she get them? Like, what? And then the description of the video is like, yeah, and then we left. The funniest part of this video to me is that uh, (laughs) they... So it starts off with Daniel, like, flirting with Alex. Jonas runs in and starts, like, yelling. Mm -hmm. And... And, like, accuses Alex. They leave the house. And then Daniel's like, dude, I'm going to go back there and talk to her. And Jonas's like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he just does. He literally just, like, walks back into the house. And she gives his villain monologue to him. Daniel's not that bright. The boy's not. The boy's not all there. He's been through a lot lately. Is the one woman that's ever given him attention that didn't also talk to stuffed animals. So, like, you gotta cut the boy a break. Yeah. If he if he hooks up with the ant, then we don't have to deal with the love triangle anymore. Like, that's really the silver lining. You gotta deal with that. Um, there's a lot of fun jokes about how he's gonna make Jonas call him his uncle, which is very fun. Um, but it's just bad. <laughs> This whole thing just yeah, kind of sucks. It's real bad. Um, and then we get a commercial for life or for uh for icebreaker sours gum. We sure do. <laughs> we get a fun video that's a uh, it's just like. Hey, we're not going to deal with any of that that just happened. We're just going to go in to, uh, to pick up Brie again, and then we'll be happy. And that'll be it. Yep. Out of nowhere. And then, so we get the video, everyone's back together, and then we get a fun conversation uh, where Daniel says, Hey, what is that? And Brie says, What? It's Icebreaker Sours Gum and holds it up to the camera. And Daniel says, can I have a piece? And Jonas says, I would love a piece. And Bree says, I only have four left. And Daniel says, what do you mean? There's only three of us in the car. She says, he says, uh, but yeah. Uh, then she eats all of them and they say, hey, that's so messed up. And it's a weird commercial in the middle of the series for icebreakers sours gum yeah um this was like i think this was like the first time they did product placement in the series it was it was very off-putting um i know that like the way that i'm saying this sounds like i'm exaggerating how this scene reads but it really does come off like it, it 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 it's an ad in the middle of the video, which like it's product placement. People have seen it before, but it's not done well. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, 
It's almost done like fake product placement. Exactly. For the record, there. Oh my god. Uh, I was about to say for, for for the record, there is a uh, a a page dedicated to product placement, which I thought was going to be a joke after I clicked on the icebreaker sour gum. Uh, but this table of contents page has multiple things to it, so I'm gonna close this out. Oh, I I told you there's I, tons. Of I didn't think placement. there'd be that much though. I thought it'd just be like mm-hmm. a couple of little things. I didn't realize that would be mm-hmm. such a thing. There was a there was a mini series that ran uh, concurrently to Lonely Girl Fifteen for a little while that was entirely. An ad for the movie Jumper. What? Yup. Why are we talking about this series instead of that one? Because <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> Marn, you've condemned me to hell by making me watch all these. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... I told you that they they introduce an entire character who works for Neutrogena and just like is walking Neutrogena product placement, right? I you did tell me about that. I somehow forgot. Uh huh. After this, so we get to probably my favorite um, episode in this set, and probably the series so far, uh, which is a video called Coed Foosball. Uh, oh yeah, that was just, a good one. They're they're hanging out at a um at a restaurant, and uh, they're teaching Bree how to play foosball, um and they're having you know just fun hanging out together. Um, Daniel and Jonas have a fun conversation that isn't about how much one of them is interested in Bree, so they just get to like actually talk like human beings, um and they talk about how she spins the thing and like. That's against the rules. It's against the spirit of the game. And then you get fun scenes with all the characters just chalking and hanging out and having a good time. And then, um, you know, they, they just have a, a good time hanging out. And then we see a clip of Bree and Jonas talking in the motel room. And it's just a nice conversation and about how, like, Bree thanks Jonas for everything that he's done and she kind of like apologizes for what's happened before and says you know I never really got a chance to say this but I haven't talked to you since we found out your parents are alive and I'm gonna do everything I can to help you find them and it was just a nice fun conversation yeah it's just a fun nice video it's good between good kids the teen angst Solving Squad. Teen Angst Adventure Squad. Yeah. And then they get drugged and kidnapped and brought to Vegas. In so, literally you know. the next video. Yeah. Well, they, they go to Vegas on their own. Yeah. And then they get drugged and kidnapped in Vegas. They went in Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah, there's like a, a whole video where it's just like them having a nice time in Vegas and then at the end, they're, like, running, and they're like, oh, fuck, they found us. I do like that anytime they go to a new place, the first thing that happens is that Daniel and Jonas are like, well, we're going to go get wasted. Um, we're going to ignore the fact that a couple videos ago, uh, 
Daniel talked about his drinking problem. We're just going to go have a good time. Bye. (laughs) And that's what they do a couple of times. So then there were a series of videos posted to the Lonely Girl 15 channel by the order that were called private videos. And I don't know if you read about this on the wiki, but it was this weird concept that the creators tried to do that they have, they like scrapped after this because it didn't really work. Okay. Basically they they posted a thing to the forums like that February. So these videos are coming out kind of in the beginning of March, I think. Um and the the creators who were like the admins on the forums side note their profile picture on the forums is just like a photo bucket stock photo of the three of them which is very funny (laughs) it has like the photo bucket watermark on it um that's funny so they were like so we're trying to figure out what to do about the fact that like, we're operating under the principle that every character can see every YouTube video that's posted. So, like, if Daniel, Bree, and Jonas reveal something in their videos, the Order and Op Aphid are probably going to see it. But that kind of limits us to what they can actually say in their videos. Right. You can't say, like, we're going to go to a cabin in Missouri at this address and hang out for a while. Because then you can just assume that, like, everyone knows what's up. Yeah, and they're, and they're also, like, it, and they also explain that, like, it makes it impossible to make it so that the audience knows everything, but that the characters don't also know everything. <laughs> so, like, there's there's essentially no room for, like, situational or dramatic irony if they want that to, like, be a thing. Um, and so... okay. So they were like, yeah, we're going to try this thing where we label some videos as private transmissions. And, like, essentially what those are going to be in-universe are, like, videos that are meant for no other characters to see. Like, they're essentially, like, password-protected videos. And they might be directed at specific characters or, like, a specific group of characters. And no one else can see them in-universe. Okay. Um, because obviously, That's... like, unlisted YouTube videos didn't exist yet. <laughs> right. Um, and they they kind of went on to explain, like... Oh, sorry. Speaking of, um... Sorry. Speaking of YouTube technology, I spent so m- much time in these videos trying to figure out why they each had a little, like, flash in the middle of them um, that looked like it said, like a bit of text in the corner of a screen um, until I realized that that's how YouTube creators used to do thumbnail images. Cause YouTube just automatically grabbed a thumbnail from like halfway through the video. So people just like flashed in an image at the halfway mark that they wanted to be their thumbnail. Yeah. I forgot that that used to be a thing. And so I was like, what clues are being hidden here? They all look like they say LG 15. What does that mean? Um, Turns out it's just the title of the fucking channel. I just forgot how YouTube worked back in 2007. Yeah. Um, so then the creators were like, 
so here's what it's going to happen. Like, we're going to label certain videos as private. This means that, like, only the characters that these videos are meant for can see them. So, in-universe... seems needlessly confusing. So, yeah. So, basically, they were saying to the fans, like, you can see these videos on YouTube, but in-universe, you cannot tell, like, you have to pretend that you have not seen it. You can't tell any of the other characters that it exists. How well did that go? Bad! (laughs) (laughs) Because the the three order videos that got posted were the only private transmissions that went up. And and then they got it. And then it got scrapped. Yeah, that's... I wondered why these three were the only ones posted by, I guess, the order. I'm reading the forum but... thread about it because because apparently there was like a an in character in universe section of the forums and like an out of character section of the forums and people were like, well, if you don't want us to talk to the characters about the videos, why don't you just like get rid of the in character section of the forums? Like, we don't use it anyway. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. It's just, it's so weird to be like, we're going to introduce a special kind of video that you have to pretend that you can't access. (laughs) You pretend you haven't seen this one, y'all. Yeah. So these videos were weird and messed up. Yes. They're like weird transmission, like private transmissions from the order about kidnapping Daniel, Bree, and Jonas in Las Vegas. So the first one is called Suspects Apprehended. Uh, and it's Daniel, Bree, and Jonas getting kidnapped at like a, a rest stop in Las Vegas. Um, and. The second one is called Psychological Torture. Uh-huh. And it's mostly, like, an off-screen person trying to convince Bree to do the ceremony and also talking to Jonas about his parents. Um, and also we found out in this section that, like, they can't make Brie do the ceremony unless she decides to do it, like, of her own free will. Yeah, that was... That's an interesting thought in this. It is very interesting, because it, it kind of introduces the plot point that, like, the Order can't really force her into doing anything, but they also can't, like, kill her or hurt her, because they still need her to do the they ceremony. Need... Yeah. But, yeah, they, like drug Daniel and Bree and Jonas and like interrogate them mm-hmm. it's very weird yeah these videos I, I'll admit I kind of tuned them out a bit because they were going for like a creepy vibe that I don't think really landed they had a weird like camera like lens effect they were going with that gives it a weird like circular look to it it's weird it Jonas is... ends up in a bathtub 
It is very odd. Uh, the wiki notes that this is the second of six times that you see Jonas in a bathtub. <laughs> in I'm into it, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole page on the wiki that's just called Jonas in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good wiki, y'all. The Lonely Girl 15 wiki has some like extremely specific pages. <laughs> Inclu- I wonder if they're like um <clears throat> in jokes from the forum that like spun out or something like that. Oh, maybe. I mean, there's one that's like all of the crimes that are committed by main characters <laughs> in the entire series. <laughs> That one's that one's important. You gotta note that for law enforcement. That one's very funny because like I haven't watched kind of like the sequel series to Lonely Girl Fifteen. I don't know if we'll ever get around to talking about them. But if you like scroll down the page, it goes from like Jonas breaking and entering to like Jonas multiple homicide. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you gotta keep amping up the stakes. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's so funny. It's so funny. (laughs) Um. He stabbed his own hand and was like, I could do that to someone else. There's also like a there's like a disambiguation page that has like just a bunch of lonely girl fifteen like theory pages and some of some of the pages are just like nail polish. <laughs> so then they they uh they upload a video called Communication Terminated, which is uh Daniel and Daniel like escapes and Bree gets like dropped in the middle of the desert. Yeah. <clears throat> well, she's a ninja now, so she'll be fine. Yeah. And like the the shadow that kidnapped them gets shot. Mhm. It's very weird. Yeah, I I didn't get this video and I don't know what you were supposed to assume. I don't know either. I don't think you ever happened. find out who shot that guy. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I I didn't have. I don't know. They just kind of escape and the person chasing them gets shot. And then that's the end of it. Yep. <laughs> and then we go back and uh, Daniel's like, what sucked? Uh. And then that's it. Like, oh, they they escape and they go to <clears throat> Alex's house. Yeah. Again. And that's when I was like, ah, damn, I was wrong. And then just like, there's no repercussions of that, like at all. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Daniel uploads a video that's like. Yeah, we, like, were gone for three days. We don't really know what happened. And, uh, and then Bree posts a video. It's like, yeah, we don't, 
know where Alex went. Like, I don't know what happened when we were kidnapped. Like, I remember walking out of the gas station and then, like, this guy was chasing us through the desert and then he got shot. And then they, like, never mentioned it again. They were like, that sure was a bad Uh weekend. Bye. Yeah. Then we go to Mexico. Then they go to Mexico. They never specify where in Mexico. It's just, here we are in Mexico. Looks surprisingly like Southern California. Like <laughs> the other videos. Yeah. Um, but then we get a couple of weird things in this set of videos. Um, a, we get a couple of other people introductions. Yes. Uh, we get one channel, um, a character named Jules introduces herself. Um, I don't like ragging on a kid, but I think that she's got... A, she's cast appropriate to the age that her character is, which is a surprising thing for this show. Uh, they haven't really done that. Um, or at least she seems like she's very young at the time. Um, B... Not a good actress. Yeah. I, like, forgot that she was a character. She was there. <laughs> uh, but they introduced this this new character, Jules. Um, and then there's another character who I didn't watch the video of, but I know that another character I'm looking on now named Taylor, I guess, also um, has her first video in this section, too. So, we're starting to get a couple of other people introducing themselves in videos. I, I'm i really curious how often this happened while the series was happening. Um, just because I assume the only reason that they are being posted in here is because they're real and are canon characters. But I'm curious yes. about how many like non-canon times <coughs> this happened or people... You know, not even that they were trying to like series jack or whatever but just like hey other people are introducing themselves too i'll make a video response and start doing a video blog at you all too and then a couple of them happen to be real i'm really curious like when these channels a when people knew that they were real and b when like how related to what was going on these channels were does that make sense Yeah, no, I'm with you. I feel like probably there were almost definitely a lot of people trying to become characters in in the thing. (laughs) They just think if I make if I make videos, someone will reach out to me and say, "Hey, are you interested in becoming a character?" Yeah, I feel like people are going about that backwards, but it's a shoot your shot. I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm saying that. Shoot your shot. If you want to <laughs> get involved, get involved. Like, I know there were, like, a ton of unofficial ARGs. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, shoot your shot. Maybe you'll get involved. Like, Jules or the person whose name I'm... Uh, Taylor. Yeah. You never know. You never um, know. But as those are happening, we get a couple of other videos... They're in Mexico. Things are cool. People are chill with Alex. Things are going all right. Daniel's happy. 
he's going to make Jonas call him his uncle. <laughs> Things are going well. They go to a beach one day. And then... Alex sold them out? I'm not going to lie. I did not get this <laughs> last video. Because there's a lot of action that happens in the last, like, minute. And it's not edited very well. And yeah. I don't really know what happened. It's... There's, like, a a helicopter, or, like, no, like, uh, a car comes up to their car on the beach, and they realize that, like, it's the order, and they start running, and they're like, Alex, you sold us out, and she's like, I didn't have a choice, and she's like, they're, and she says, like, they're here for me, uh, Jonas pulls a gun on her. <laughs> Yeah, Jonas pulls a gun, and people are like, where did you get that? And he's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, um, and Alex says, like, they're here for me. They don't need you anymore. They have another girl to yeah. Brie. Uh, and that's kind of, like, the the cliffhanger. <laughs> but also, but also, Daniel's like, where did you get a gun? And Jonas says, never mind. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, never mind? We're in Mexico and you have a gun. And Jonah says, well, it's a good thing I had it. Why? You just pointed it at your aunt and yelled a bunch. Yeah. This episode really made me miss... This, this episode, more than any others, made me miss uh, Everyman Hybrid. Yes. It's just like... Doing something. <clears throat> Everyman Hybrid was a lot more active, uh, and I feel like the characters involved had a lot more agency and, like, actually did stuff. Um, Which is this very... This one just kind of feels like they're just kind of going along with the plot as it happens. Which is a very funny thing to say, because Everyman Hybrid is technically about a bunch of characters stuck in a fictional narrative without any yeah. agency. <laughs> Yeah, but like But no, I understand. Yeah, it I don't know. I feel like if I just feel like this video just had a lot of like quick cuts. It uh, feeling it it felt like they did a lot of cuts so that they didn't have to write dialogue. Yeah, I I feel like Everyman Hybrid was very good at having a lot going on, but still making sure that you knew more or less what was going on. And even if you didn't, like, even if it was a cryptic thing that was happening, you knew what cryptic thing was going on. Yes. Here it's like the crypticness is formed by like, we just cut a lot in editing so that you don't like, it's a disorienting, not knowing what's going on. Like it's unintentional, disorienting not in a weird things are happening so we're gonna use editing tricks to like make you feel disoriented it's more of a like it genuinely feels like we don't know how to write this scene involving four characters in close proximity where one of them betrays them and leaves so we're gonna like just cut multiple times in the middle of the conversation until afterwards when everyone can say well that fucking sucked um it it really feels like for a for a 
arts collective that wants to get together and make interesting stories happen. They just don't know how to write that interesting story and use the characters that they've made. Yeah, it's it's very much like CW teen drama that was written by adults in a boardroom as opposed to just like three guys who live in a house together like coming up with a bonkers horror concept and having a good time in the woods yeah i i yeah um yeah i this is the big this is a big climactic moment and i it, it didn't feel climactic i don't know what happened and i'm not like super i i'm curious by like I'm curious in the idea of they have other girls that they're, like, ready to go with. The only reason I'm interested in that is because we've just been introduced to two other new characters that we only know are canon by hindsight. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be interested if it weren't for the fact that I had a list of videos that says, like, these characters are important. Correct. So, yeah, I'm... I'm excited to wrap up lonely girl with our next episode but i think for the wrong reasons yeah so the other thing that we should talk about well one thing that we should talk about is that there is a video reply to the beach video that's by another new character and then is that the one um first video i know lame title yes okay which is by Taylor, um, who, spoiler alert, is going to become a main character. I was going to say, I have not seen this video yet. Does she do <clears throat> anything in particular in this one? I can watch it real quick if you want. No, absolutely not. <laughs> she just like... No, okay. She's, she just like introduces herself and talks about her soccer team. Okay, so, but yeah, so we've got her, and then the other, um, what is it, call me Jules? Yeah, so Jules and Taylor are introduced now. I don't know if anyone else is coming in soon, but, like, we're getting new characters introduced, which is, it would be interesting if it weren't just teen girls talking into a camera, in my opinion. I wasn't super interested in, like, daily vlogs about just living their life back when it was the thing and like in the cold reality of 2020 it's very quaint looking back (laughs) yeah if you if you read the comments like on the taylor video even when it came out people were like oh it's weird that they're like forcing these new characters into into the show and like we don't like these new actors and also taylor's room is like very clearly Bree's room but like repainted <laughs> i'm gonna look real quick oh yeah this is definitely that same room yeah huh yeah definitely yeah it's like the exact same room but they painted one of the walls <laughs> Uh, oh boy, yeah, these, uh, these comments are not very kind. <laughs> and and Taylor is also, again, played by, like, a 20-year-old pretending to be 16. 
Yeah. Which is how you could tell that she's going to be a main character. <laughs> That's the secret. That's how you know. <laughs> so we'll probably get more into them in the uh in the next episode with uh her and Jules, right? Yeah. Yeah, we will get more into Taylor. So, um the other thing is that right around the time that these videos were posted, so um, The Perfect Beach went up on April 13th. Uh, on April 12th, uh, the creators posted on the Lonely Girl 15 forums uh, a topic called Op Aphid Resolution, um, which says, Hey everyone! Thanks for your patience and understanding. We'd like to give you some closure on this issue. For a lot of reasons, we can't go into details, but we can let you know where everything stands so we can all move forwards. 1. There will not be a standalone ARG that is separate and distinct from LG15. As we have talked about in the press, LG15 is an interactive ongoing serial that incorporates ARG elements, puzzles, real-world interactions. 2. Opafit is no longer the official ARG of LG15, and there will be no more LG15 videos featuring Opafit, Tachyon, or Brother. 3. For internal reasons, we have both decided to part ways. Glenn will no longer be working on LG15. We wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. Thanks for your understanding and for watching the show. We very much appreciate your loyalty, and we have some exciting announcements that you'll be hearing in the next weeks and months. Thanks, the creators. So that's it. We're done. So, yeah. It's weird because, like, <clears throat> they, this guy started making an unofficial ARG. They brought him on as the official ARG creator. They brought him on as, like, an executive story producer. And then they just, like, mm -hmm. fired him and decided that there was no more ARG. Is there any... I don't know. I don't necessarily like dredging up rumors and speculation, but are there any rumors or speculation about what happened? So, I'm looking at the wiki, and I'm not really seeing anything. Okay. So, apparently he officially left in mid-March, but they didn't announce it until April. Um, I know that he, um, he then teamed up with the creator of this other YouTube series, Madison Atkins, and they collabed on a series slash ARG that incorporated, uh, Opafid into that universe. Because, like, so Madison Atkins was a web series slash, I think it had ARG elements about a fan of Lonely Girl 15. Okay. Um, who also, like, had her own plot line, like, her own individual plot line going on. Um, huh. but she also, like, happened to have accounts on the Lonely Girl 15 forums, uh, Wild. and, like, watched the videos and stuff. 
Um, but that creator and Glenn Rubinstein collaborated on a series called Red Earth 88, which had characters from both of those series in it. Okay. <clears throat> so, like, Op Aphid was in that, and so Brother was in that series. So, Op Aphid is... Are they... I might have just missed it in that that um that post are they retconning and saying like tachyon and brother are no longer like you can say like moving forward we're not going to be doing any of this are they like retroactively saying like everything set up in this arg is no longer canon so they didn't officially say that but they their official stance was like none of these characters are going to appear anymore basically sure so okay i mean that yeah the fact that there's no more op aphid videos and then no more tachyon videos and we won't reference brother or tachyon again that i mean that that could you could just do that without referencing anything it it probably seemed weird but like i don't know i on what i kind of appreciate just like saying up front like hey this sucks this is a matter of like behind the scenes stuff but this is not going to be something we're moving forward with into the future so like don't keep an eye out for it yeah Um, i i you know it it's i feel like it's better than like having a bunch of people sitting around waiting and wondering like when is this going to become an arg again when you know off the front that it's not um but that is weird, and it's very weird that the person moved forward after splitting here and decided to, like, use those characters and stuff elsewhere. You know, l- without getting into any of, the, like, the legality of, like, who owns these characters, who owns this story. Um, it's wild that that's just the next play is, like, let's let's keep moving forward with these characters in an entirely separate place that, like, completely makes everything like calls everything into question about is this league not legal is this um in game is this uh canon is this you know real does this all um you know does this all relate in any way it's a it's a weird way to move forward it is so yeah so i'm reading more about these other ARGs and like apparently the first chapter of Madison Atkins started around the time that like the Lonely Girl 15 people uh, separated from the ARG um, and so it it barely had anything to do with Op Aphid but then the second chapter had Op Aphid in it um, huh. <clears throat> and then the third chapter just kind of went on hiatus and never finished but then the two creators rebooted it as Red Earth 88 uh, which has Op Aphid in it but uh, and has I think Tachyon under an alias in it It just has a character called definitely not Tachyon (laughs) So yeah, it's it's weird that like op oh. that 
they like wanted Abafid to like stay this villain that they had built up a bunch of lore for, but they just like took her out of the Lonely Girl 15 lore and they were like, let's just keep this character. Weird. It is weird. I mean, yeah, if you got no C, put him in whatever you want to put him in, but like, it just feels weird to have them be a part of this. So, Glenn Rubenstein leaves, uh, kind of takes um, the Tachyon Apafit stuff with him, and then I guess we'll dive into what was left with our next episode and finish out season one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I did want to say that in the uh, in the forum post that I read, um, it's very interesting. I was kind of reading down thread that like, it's an interesting mix of um, people being upset that Abafid is uh, not going to be a part of it and possibly going to be retconned, and also people being like, well, good, I didn't like the ARG element anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely... I don't know. I can definitely see the people that are like, well, I'm just here for the weird vlog experience. Like, that checks out. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, like, Mm. I don't know. It. Hi, we're an an ARG podcast. So the fact that this kind of stops having an ARG and it sounds like just wants to itself contain an ARG is a little odd. Um, cause I don't think they've really pulled off anything like that in the past with the show. Yeah. It's like very... they've put a couple clues in there, but nothing deep. Yeah. It's very weird. They're like, we want to be like a serial internet show that has ARG elements and like does dead drops and has puzzles. But up until this point, like almost all of the puzzles and all of the dead drops were op aphid. Yeah. Or even earlier with the uh, the Cassie's Watching ARG, which might have been made by the same person. Like, yeah. it's heavily speculated that it was made by the same person. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes from here. My gut says that it's just going to go on to be a serial, se- se- bleh, serialized show. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I know... Up until, like, the very end of the series, there were still, like, live chats where the characters would, like, hop into the chat room and interact with the viewers. So they at least had that going. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it just kind of gets into our age-old question of what is an ARG, um, which we will solve by the time that we uh, end the podcast. So uh, (laughs) listeners can keep an eye out, an ear out for that. Yeah. but, like, you know, is is it an ARG when it... It's it's one thing if it's, like, this is just a series that has characters that interact with people on forums and behind the scenes and stuff like that. But, like, it's another thing when it's, like, well, it, it used to be more of an ARG. Is it still? That's an interesting question to me. I don't know if it is to a lot of other people. But, like, you know, at what point do you, like, pull the plug and say, well, that's not an ARG anymore. Um, I'm curious to see moving forward what it what shape it takes and how this looks. 
because I know nothing about this. I didn't even know there was that much of an ARG to it when it was going. I just thought it was a weird series that people liked and thought was fake or real, depending on which side of the camp you were on. So it's been wild mm-hmm. to see how it's all shaken out so far. Um, <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm reading some stuff on the uh, the theories about Lonely Girl 15 page. Oh. Uh, and for one thing, I just read one that I didn't see the word proven above. And I was like, ha ha ha, this is an insane theory. Can you sh- shoot me that link or is it too spoilered? I I don't know how big of a spoiler this is, but I want to read it to you anyway. Because apparently it doesn't happen to like season four. Marn, I'm going to give you a little behind-the-scenes input. We're not making it to season four of Lonely Girl 15. Oh, absolutely. Unless the last half of this is so good that I can't stop myself. I think we're done talking about Lonely Girl after season one. I'm with you. Uh, Jonas's parents proven theory they implanted a microchip that has information that can help to destroy the order inside jonas's chest what (laughs) (sighs) okay My favorite Roboy gonna destroy an, the order with his mecha parts. Oh my god. I'm just glad that we've confirmed that he survives to season four. I told you he, like, becomes a main character. Yeah, I know, he... but, like, Bree's <clears throat> the main character of this season, and uh, I spoiled myself on that account. Fair. I think at one point they did replace Jonas with like a completely different actor because the guy who played him was like yeah I'm done I don't want to do this anymore they had a new actor play Jonas I think for like the very last series they did which was like a couple years ago they did like a like a a very last Lonely Girl 15 series that was only a couple episodes they're like is that the like the 2016 yeah uh, it was only like five episodes and like a a weird dead drop that they did uh yeah they i think they just like had him in part of an episode and just like got a completely different person to play him so two years later in 2009 the creators were like yeah opafit is the official arg again and then they just never did anything with it ever again huh they, like, announced that it was once again the official ARG. Because, so, I think what happened was they, like, Glenn Rubenstein finished all his other projects, whatever. Um, They were on good terms with him again. And they had, like, that fan competition to, like, write your own season of Lonely Girl 15. Um, And they okay. announced. And then they were like, hey, Op Aphid's official again. And if whoever wins like this uh this competition can use Abafid and like those characters in their season that they write um and then the person who won just like didn't end up doing that <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean that 
yeah, I guess they just like got back on good terms and were like, hey, like, I know that we kind of had bad blood before. Maybe we'll just put it back on paper. Like, hey, this is like official now. We're never going to like go back and do anything with it. But like, it's officially back part of the canon. Things are cool now. Yeah. Um, and there is a very interesting YouTube video by, uh, the person who won that competition. I think someone posted it in the Argonauts Discord talking about, like, his experience, like, writing a season of Lonely Girl 15 and, like, attempting to make it all on his own and how that all went down. It was like not that the season was bad, mm-hmm. but that it was it sucked doing it. Yeah, it was like bad because as I recall, I I would need to go back and like watch the video, but like they didn't really give him a budget and it was really hard to film and he had like a really weird experience making it cuz he was basically like the creator, the producer, the director, the writer, and the editor of the whole show. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Am I good to read that now, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's like a... It has nothing to do with the main plot. Like, it's like a spinoff season with all, uh, like, original characters, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna check that back out. I'm interested yeah. in, uh, in I'm interested in learning about that. Yeah, if you want to link the the video in the show notes, I could probably find the link. Actually, let me let me grab it. <clears throat> I was gonna say I'd, I'd love it if you would. Otherwise, I was gonna go back through our uh, tweets on the uh, our our show Twitter and find it. I think it's called like how I ruined. Oh, it's called Did I Kill Lonely Girl Fifteen? <laughs> cool. I'll check it out. Um, till then though, uh, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Do you want to talk about recommendations? Yeah. Do we want to rate up Aphid since this is technically um, the end of it? Yeah, I guess let's rate up Aphid. Um. Where are you on the story of Op Aphid, Marn? I kind of like the story of Op Aphid. I think it's very interesting that they they managed to create kind of like this tiny self-contained spin-off story within like a broader universe that still brought a lot of world building to the table as far as the Lonely Girl 15 universe goes. Yeah, it's neat how much they're able to contain in a small spin-off just a yeah i think you're right there's a lot here despite the fact that it's like not the primary driver of the story um i think that ultimately this arg is like a web series that isn't super interesting that has some neat mythology stuff set up by uh dead drops and stuff like that that give people a chance to interact with it um i think that's pretty cool i like what they're setting up in the character work um, and the the neat props and stuff that they they send out to players, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, I would probably give it like a six or a seven. 
Yeah, like end of the day, it is just like a it's a it's a, a <clears throat> cult storyline that just tells us more about the cult. So you know, <laughs> take it or leave it. Um, personally, I leave it. I think it's like a six. I agree. Yeah. Um. So how about those puzzles, though? I would give it like a like a nine, maybe. Yeah, the I... puzzles in this game are wild. Yeah, I. Whoever designed these puzzles, I guess Glenn Rubinstein and some other people maybe that worked with him had just made some really cool and unique puzzles. I've had a couple different people reach out to me and say, hey, I didn't really follow the story on that last episode that you guys did because it's a little weird and out there, <clears throat> but the puzzles are dope. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm right there with them. I, I'm not sure that I fully understood all the story implications of everything happening but the stories with the clock or the puzzles with the clock faces and the times and videos and stuff like that. That's all wild stuff to make people make their own decoder ring out of like video clips and old DVDs is such a cool thing. Um, and then using it in to, to enforce dead drops that focused back on the show and gave people cool stuff to interact with the series with. I think it's all great. I think it's a nine or a 10. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it it's solid work. Like, it's clearly a lot of work on the back end to create and then also to solve, which is, the sw- it, it's a good spot for puzzles. The worst kind of puzzle is where you get a lot of back end work to make it hard to create and then it's easy to solve. Um, this one is very tough and challenging, but in a satisfying way, it sounded like. Um, so that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think about replayability? Uh, like a four. Yeah, it's all it's all dead drop based, so you can't really do a lot with it. It's all really archived well, though. Yeah, and there some of the videos have like individual puzzles that I guess you could still solve technically. Yeah, I doubt any of those, uh, the phone numbers still work, though. Yeah. Just since we're 20 years removed, not that far, but what, 13, 14 years at this point? I think yeah, like I 13, give those a yeah. Shot. I'm, I'm now learning that a lot of the spinoff series also had puzzles. Martin, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Oh, I know we're not. I'm just... Marn, I appreciate you, but I can't follow you on that journey. <laughs> no, I don't want to go down this journey. I'm just... I'm just... I, w- I was interested, so I kind of clicked around on the wiki. Um, and it looks like most of the spinoff series had some kind of, like... The same just kind of, like, non-ARG mini puzzles that uh, existed inside individual videos. Okay. Apparently, Kate Modern had puzzles, which I didn't know. Huh. I will say that Kate Modern, which I actually watched while it was uploading, has my favorite character in the entire Lonely Girl 15 universe, who is just, like, <laughs> this extremely normie guy named Steve, who, like, throws his entire life away to join the Hymn of One cult. 
Jesus. <laughs> and then, like, they managed to deprogram him. Like, he's just, like, this hapless, like, henchman. And then they, like, deprogram him. <laughs> he becomes, like, a friendly protagonist. And then he throws his whole life away again later to join a cult that's against him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. He's so funny. He's like <laughs> he's like a major recurring character, but he's just like a complete butt monkey. It's great. <laughs> I'm uh I'm definitely not gonna check that out, but I appreciate the description. <laughs> he's just like your one friend who keeps getting tricked into joining pyramid schemes. <laughs> guys i found look i know you've been saying that i joined too many of these things but i found a group that's gonna help me quit so the thing is that i had someone help me quit so my job is to go and if i help three other people quit (laughs) then they can each go (laughs) that's very funny uh god uh what do you think about what do you think of fun um, I think Lily Girl 15 is pretty fun. I don't know if it's as fun as, like, Everyone Hybrid. Did we, yeah. retroact- did we retroactively rate Everyone Hybrid on fun? Um, I think that we did, and I think that we... I feel like we did a... I feel like we said that the, the show was uh fun, if not something I was super into. Um, retroactively, I need to bump it up a couple notches, because I... 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 I think about everyman hybrid more often than i like to admit um and i think that i i think i liked it more than i gave it credit for at the time um and i think that i if i had not been marathoning it for content purposes uh i probably would have appreciated it more uh there are parts of me that want to go back and revisit everyman hybrid um, the rest of me holds myself in check and says that we do not have that time on our hands. Um, I know that we're in quarantine, but I don't even have that time. Um, but like, I think that I need to like, I need to apologize to to uh, Everyman Hybrid and say, you know what? I didn't give you the credit you deserved. You were a cool series that I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, Everyman Hybrid, I would say, is a series that grows on you. It um, did. Because I, I definitely watched it when it was originally, when they were, like, originally posting, like, the very first set of videos. And then I came back to it, I think, in, like, 2014 when uh, it had, like, I had just kind of, like, not watched a bunch of it for a couple years that I came back to it. I was like, Oh, this is like pretty well done actually. Like I, I forgot. And then I, I kept watching it as I was updating. And then I think when we did our episodes on it, it was like the first time I had like consumed it as an entire, like cohesive thing end to end. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's pretty good. It definitely grows on you as a series. Yeah. And I, I, this might be a hot take, but I don't think that like consuming it as a cohesive whole end to end probably isn't the way that you're supposed to consume it. You know, like I, I, I kind of think about this when, um, so I know that I watched lost, you know, 
one episode a week with yeah. a week break on TV with commercial breaks and everything. And then I went to college and watched Lost with some friends. And, like, to them, we watched five or six episodes a night for, like, a month. And then we finished Lost. Yeah. And I, I wonder, like, maybe that's not the right <laughs> way. To, like, in my head, I didn't like it as much. And my friends didn't like Lost as much as I did. But I think part of it was, like, having those breaks to, like, think and consume and sit and mull and, like, really enjoy it. I wonder if uh, Everyman Hybrid's kind of the same way, where it's like, you know, maybe you just sit and think about it for a while and let it sit with you instead of, like, trying to marathon and see the plot as it happens. Yeah. This is I my like apology that. to Everyman Hybrid. It's buried in two and... It's buried three hours into a podcast about Lonely Girl 15, but it's here. <laughs> I still really want to... <laughs> If I you, still want to get at least one of the Everyman Hybrid guys on the show at some point. If you've made it this far into this episode and are here to listen to me uh, apologize to Everyman Hybrid, tweet uh, hashtag EMH on Argonauts. Please do, actually. Do it. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. I bet we could get Jeff. I'm. Pr- I mean, Jeff. Jeff and I are Twitter mutuals now. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. I bet we could get him. Jeff, um, come on Argonauts challenge. <laughs> Jeff, come on Argonauts. Um, so with that, uh, do we want to move into recommendations for the week? Yes. Can our hashtag just be Jeff, come on Argonauts? Yes. Uh, is that, if you, is that too if you, targeted? If you already tweeted it, you messed up. Um <laughs> Tweet hashtag EMH on Argonauts, hashtag Jeff come on Argonauts. <laughs> Actually, Jeff go on Argonauts, because you all are the ones saying it. So it's not. Jeff go on Argonauts. That's our hashtag. Is, is that too targeted? <laughs> nope. My recommendation this week is to one very special listener, and that's our oh good, my God. good friend Jeff. <laughs> Uh, Marin, what's your recommendation this week? Oh no, was that your real recommendation? <laughs> no. What's I your recommendation? I was rec- gonna say. No, uh, I, I, no, it's not. My recommendation for this week is a YouTube channel. Uh, it is the YouTube channel Defunctland. Hmm. I see their tweets a lot. Yeah. Uh. So Defunctland is a YouTube channel. Uh, that talks about defunct, uh, well, it started, no, it's not just Disneyland. It talks about defunct, uh, theme parks and theme park rides, uh, which is something very weird and niche that I'm personally interested in. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I watch a lot of YouTube channels about specifically that, (laughs) um, (laughs) but Defunctland is my favorite. Um, I also like Expedition Theme Park. Uh, but Defunctland uh, does a lot of, like, weird niche deep dives into, like, buried parts of Disney history or, like, Universal Studios rides. Uh, they also do, or it's run by one guy, Kevin Perjurer, um, and he also does a series called Defunct TV, which is about, like, 
children's shows that were maybe on the air for like a couple seasons and that like nobody remembers or like well-loved children's shows that just like suddenly disappeared Hmm. um he did a really like a like a five or six part series on just like the works of jim henson uh last year that was very good cool that sounds really neat yeah i i really like his work uh, I like to just kind of like pop uh, his videos on while I'm working or doing art or whatever um, because they're very cool to listen to uh, and that you will find out cool facts uh, such as the fact that uh, the animatronics in the Jaws ride at Universal Studios had real shark teeth and they could move 20 miles per second. I hold on that there's no you said 20 miles a second or sorry 20 feet per second okay that's what i thought you meant and that is still an incredible number uh that a lot of things don't move 20 miles a second um okay that's that's incredibly scary real shark teeth real shark teeth 20 feet per second Yep, and they had to get rid of them because at one point in the ride, the shark bites a boat and the real shark teeth were actually putting holes in the boat. 20 Hold on, per second? Yes. That's... Jesus Christ. Yes. How... Hold on. I gotta do the math here. And by do the math, I mean plug it into Google. What's 20 feet per second to... That's 13.6 miles an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And it's got real Mm. shark teeth. Yep, real shark teeth. Real shark teeth. In the animatronic. Uh, (sighs) He also did uh, an episode on the history of Action Park, uh, which is that one infamous park in New Jersey where a bunch of people died. Yeah. uh, And the creator built a water slide with a loop-de-loop in it. uh, Yeah. That, like, they sent crash test dummies down and they came out mangled. (laughs) God. And that's a really that's a really good episode. Oh, um, God. Yeah, Defun- Defunct Land is good. It's a, it's a good uh, it's a good YouTube channel if you're interested in like weird theme park deep dives, especially on like stuff that theme parks sunk a lot of money into that then went terribly wrong. I there's nothing more interesting to me than like the things companies blow a shitload of money on yep that like just like crashes and burns it's yep. so fascinating to me yep it's like, a as, lot of that yeah like as someone who mm. i work at a tech company that like before we got acquired we had to be very lean so like even with work for existing customers we had to be very choosy about what we could implement in order to make sure that like if that customer pulled out at the last second, we didn't just like, we didn't just go up because we tried to do work for them. Um, so like with all of that, like the, like choosing and stepping and like making sure that we did a lot of work that only 
mattered to everyone as a whole in the long term. Having been that company, it's wild to look at like companies that are like, yeah, we sank millions of dollars in this thing uh, and it failed. Uh, and so we moved on to the next thing. It's wild. Yeah. It's and just wild this- seeing that they can do that. And Disney has done a lot of that. Uh, there's also a really good recent uh, Defunct Land video that's called The Craziest Party Walt Disney Ever Threw, uh, which is about a time that Walt Disney tried to throw like a very wholesome field day party and all of the animators got extremely crunk and uh, <laughs> ruined it and like rode a horse into a pool. Uh, and it's also a really good video about uh, the history of union of uh, unionization among animators. <clears throat> Interesting. I need to check out this YouTube channel. It's good. Defunkland's good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I got bad news for you, Marn. Uh huh. I don't have a recommendation for this <clears throat> week. Is your recommendation for this week Everman Hybrid? My, you know, I was about to say that. Um, I have I have been so swamped with work and everything that I have not interacted with anything that wasn't um, Animal Crossing for the past, like, two weeks. Um, so, yeah, Everyman Hybrid is my recommendation for this week uh if you're curious about it um a very long-winded podcast did a four-part series about it it got increasingly unhinged as it went on uh the show was called argonauts um and uh those episodes are uh, real work um but everyman hybrid is a weird slender man youtube series that i've gained a newfound respect for so if you've been thinking i got a lot of time on my hands lately i should go back and recheck something out maybe it's everyman hybrid Maybe it's just our episodes on Everyman Hybrid, where we talk about, uh, I, I, I wish that this series, uh, Lonely Girl 15, I wish it had more himbos hitting Slenderman with a baseball bat energy to it. That's what I want this series to have. And it just doesn't have that energy, and I crave it. Clearly we should have watched Tribe 12 instead. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, th- I... that's my recommendation. Also, um spending whatever time you can with your loved ones right now um go out of your way to make it happen if you can like obviously healthily and um you know through zoom and yeah like my recommendation is like zoom and microsoft teams uh because those are the programs that have brought me the most joy in the past not teams but uh zoom has brought me the most joy in the past two weeks uh but if you've ever I i would never recommend it as a product but that's what's been bringing me the most joy so that's where we are um, I was gonna say something. Oh, I saw in our in our in our Twitter notifications that someone had added uh, the the creator of Tribe Twelve, telling him that I described Tribe Twelve <laughs> as like Florida man shoots Slenderman with a gun, and he replied, "It was like, yeah, that's accurate." <laughs> that's going to do it for us for this episode uh if you want to get a hold of us you can do that you can find us on twitter we are together at argonauts pod uh, you can also find us individually i am at ac sherman writes i am at corpse survivors uh you can also find us uh, if you want to get a hold of us with any questions comments concerns cool youtube links uh hit us up at uh, argonauts podcast at gmail.com 
Uh, that's our email address. We are bad at responding to emails, but we're good at reading emails. Um, yes, we are. I can are. promise you the emails will be read. Um, in addition to that, uh, we also have, um, if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com if you want to make my mistakes. Uh, otherwise, that's uh, patreon.com. Search for The Argonauts Podcast. Uh, we also have a Redbubble store. The link to that is in the description if you're interested in getting stickers with our uh, logos on it. Uh, Marn made some very cool um, like magnifying glass logos that I don't think get enough love, um, but I think they're very cool. Um, we're also probably going to have some stuff going up there. I shouldn't say that because that's putting work on you. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the Redbubble store, if you want to check that out. Um for the next episode, we are going to be watching the rest of Lonely Girl 15 Season 1. So, uh, from where we are now, the next video is going to be called... Uh, where is it? Did I already close out of that link? I already did. Uh, but it'll no. be to the end. So Wait, wait, wait. I have the wiki up. Oh, Let good. me find it. Well, then, all oh, right. God. Then, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what we're watching for next week? Uh, the next video will be called... About the gun. Start with about the gun and leading to uh, Lonely Girl 15 season finale part 200 because it was back <laughs> in the day when YouTube videos couldn't be more than like 10 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, and if you want uh, Jeff Koval, creator of Everyman Hybrid, to come on our show again, <laughs> tweet at him, Jeff, come on Argonauts. Do we want to tweet at him or do we just want to start the hashtag... Jeff, yeah, go on, I Argonauts. Think it, I think it would be funnier to start the hashtag without tweeting directly. <laughs> don't at don't at him, but do tweet hashtag Jeff go on Argonauts. <laughs> do not specify which do Jeff not... he will know. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, what if he says yes? What are we gonna do? Talk about every man hybrid again? Yes. <laughs> and probably about his other like writing projects i would assume he does hell like yeah. other horror stuff hell yeah that sounds great <clears throat> uh yeah um you did it last time so i'm gonna do it this time uh i think that's gonna do it for us that's args baby Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. B what? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I, I, have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did, did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? Oh.